Amen. Good morning. Good morning. No, I have one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully, we won't need two. If we need two, then it's going to be a little longer than I anticipated. If you guys want to turn your Bibles, we're going to take a look um, in Colossians chapter 2 this morning. Colossians chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 6, if you want to turn there. Um, one of my uh, one of the things I do each year uh, after Easter is I usually pick one of uh, Paul's letters to read um, right after Easter. Because we have this time and we remember and we celebrate uh, the resurrection of Jesus and, and, and what he did for us on the cross and bringing us a new life and giving us eternal life. And I just remember uh, back when I was in college, we were at an Easter service, and the next Monday I remember thinking, well, what now? Yeah? Because Easter is, you know, all go all the time, you know, and then what now? And so then I just began to read, like, through Acts, and then I started this idea of just reading one of, of uh, Paul, mostly Paul's letters, because I realized in that is where we begin to find the what now. In Paul's letters, he is writing to Christians and telling them what now. He is instructing them and teaching them and guiding them, giving them examples of what now. And so this morning, I want to read through a little bit of this Colossians passage and talk about what now. It says, uh, we're going to start in verse 6. It says, so then, <clears throat> sorry, this is a little smaller than I remember. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him. Strengthen the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than in Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given in Christ who is the head of or over every power and authority. In him you are also circumcised in the putting off of sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in a baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, you were raised with him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave all of our sins having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and stood opposed to us, he took it away and nailed it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and the authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festivals, a new moon celebration or a Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. For such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen, and he is, and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. He has lost his connection with the head, from whom the whole body supported and held, grows together by its ligaments, and grows as God causes it to grow. I know we prayed, but I'm going to pray again. Lord, I thank you for the word. I thank you um, that as we read it, we see more of who you are. Lord, and as we read it, we see more of what you've called us to be, who you've called us to be, how you've called us to walk. Lord, I pray that you would help us this morning to understand more of that. Lord, that you would open up our hearts, you'd make them soft, Lord, in order to receive what you have for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. One of my philosophies that I share pretty often is I believe that, that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are trying to make our life as Christians as simple as possible. At least the instructions, as simple as possible. 
Life is not always easy. Simple and easy aren't the same thing. But what he has called us to do is always, in my opinion, very simple and very straightforward. Often difficult. Often outside of our comfort zone. Often things we don't want. You know, when I, we were sharing your word, you know, I was thinking a lot of times what we collect and what we try to do are things we want. Things we enjoy. Not that we don't ever do things we enjoy, don't ever do things we want to do, but that's what we tend to, to collect and to, to gather and to want to operate in. But as we follow Christ, he often says, here, over here is where I want you. Here is where I'm going to take you. Here is where I need you to be. And Paul, he says right here in, in, in verse 1, says, So then, just as you've received Christ as Lord, continue to live in him. Another version says, continue in him. Walk with him. Paul is stating right here, you have received Christ Jesus. He's died on the cross. He's rose again for, for your sins and, and your, for your eternal salvation. And now what? You continue in him. You continue to walk with him. I, I believe as Christians, we're never, we're never not moving with him. We're never not growing. We're never not studying. We're never not, we never are stagnant, but always moving. Right thereafter, he says, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. You know, one of the things about being rooted and one of the things about growing in him and one of the things about being thankful is we have a large part to play in it. This is not just something we sit aside and it just happens. You don't get rooted and you don't grow and you don't become overflowing with thankfulness on accident or just because you want to or just because you think it's a good idea or just because God said, Paul said, that this is what we should do. It happens by diligently walking with him. What I found in my life is the more I dig in, the faster I grow. The more I, I root myself in the Word, the more I'm spending time with Him, the more I am asking people about Him and, and trying to learn more, on, you know, whether it's podcasts or you know, my own or here in the, you know, Sunday mornings with Pastor Billy or you know, whoever it might be, the more that I am paying attention, the more I am trying to see what you have for me, the more it happens. And the opposite is true. And I know this is not rocket science, but the opposite is true. Every time I get kind of lackadaisical in my walk with the Lord and, and not going off and sinning and, and, you know, just doing all these crazy things, but just not walking with him, the opposite happens. I don't grow as much. I don't feel as firm and secure, and I definitely don't feel as thankful. And this is a command that Paul is giving us here. He says you're strengthening the faith as you were taught and that you're overflowing with thankfulness. Your thankfulness for me um, is all about my focus. Thankfulness has all for me always been about my focus. And I'm a pretty positive person. Some would say that I work with and that I'm married to. Some would say, some of those people say I'm overly positive and never count any of the costs and we just go flying on our merry way. That's true. A lot, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times it works out. It does, you know. But <clears throat> even in that, I'm not always very thankful. Sometimes even in, in the, hey, we can just go do this and we can get this done and that kind of stuff, a lot of that actually is just kind of effort. It's not actually thankfulness that I'm overflowing with. It's sheer kind of determination I'm going to get this done, not grateful for what's happening in my life. And often when I'm, when I'm in those modes, I, I then do everything with grumbling and complaining. Pretty sure in the Bible it's exactly the opposite. 
do everything without grumbling and complaining. And so even in my over-positivity, I, I can grumble and complain with the best of them. Anybody else? Yes. That's it. Just me and you, Paul. Just, just me and you. Oh, yes, Chris. <laughs> Great. I can grumble and complain with the best of us, but if I stop and I check my heart and I check my attitude and, and a couple times I've even checked my week and my schedule and said, what have I done? I can always trace it back to how close I am with the Lord, how much I am walking with him. Because when I'm not, I'm seeing every single thing that could be wrong. Every single time. I can catch them all. But when I am drawing close to the Lord, I can see all the good every single time. And then my overpositivity goes through the roof. It just skyrockets, and there's never a problem in the world. You know, but in those times, overflowing with thankfulness becomes about my heart and my attitude and my relationship with the Lord. And then you begin to walk outside and sit on your front porch, and you see all these um, girls streaming down your street, and you're thankful. When I'm not close to the Lord, and I'm not drawing to him. I walk out on my porch, and I sit down on the, on the stoop, and I see all these girls streaming down, and I be, immediately get up and start yelling, why are you doing that? And I just start yelling at them, you know? You see what I'm saying? It happens to me every day. I, I can pick out all kinds of times in my life where if I'm close to the Lord, here's how I react, and if I'm not, here's how I react. Because I, I, I don't see the goodness in things. And, and here Paul's challenging you, and he's challenging me, to see the goodness of what God is doing around you, to be overflowing with thankfulness. Not just to be thankful, but to let it overflow in your life. And there's, a, there's only one way to do that, and, and you'll see it actually all through these verses. So he starts, so then, as you receive Jesus Christ, continue in him. Continue in him, strengthen in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. It says, see that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophies which depend on human traditions and basic principles of this world rather than Christ. You know, if you want to learn how not to be de deceived by somebody or not to uh, be taken advantage of by somebody, be with Christ. If you want to be rooted and you want to grow and you want to overflow with thankfulness, it says, that you be with Christ. Verse 9 says, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given the fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. If you want to be over and over, sorry, if you want to be walking in power and walking in authority in your life and, and not being taken advantage of, it is about being with Christ. What then, after, after Jesus rises from the dead, what then? It's be with him. Here it says that he's given you the fullness of Christ, that he dwells within you, meaning he wants to speak to you. He wants to guide you. He wants to put things inside you and, and show you the things that he has for you, not just let you collect all the bones that are around you. It says, in him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the old sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with a circumcision done by Christ. I thought you guys were following along with me. Sorry. Done by Christ. Having been buried with him 
in his death and raised with him in his new life. So the circumcision of our heart, it's done by Christ. The circumcision of our life is done by Christ. Often we let men kind of control us or dictate to us, but it's through him and in him is everything. It says, when you were dead in your sins and in circumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive. Here you go. You ready? God made you alive with? Hey, thanks. Now, I, I, feel, I feel better. It's with Christ. How often do we separate ourselves and, and get away from that? In the midst of everything that's going on, we tend to just dig down on our own and get it done. We tend to make our decisions on our own just to get them done. Instead of waiting patiently on the voice of the Lord, that whisper that he wants to speak to us in those quiet times, even in the dark times of our life where he wants to speak to us, we have to be with Christ. I want to read just this last part. We didn't actually read it when we first started. Verse 16 says, Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to religious festivals, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in the false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen, and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. This is the important part. It says, he has lost his connection with the head from whom the whole body is supported and held together by its ligaments and grows and, ca- and God causes it to grow. Paul says here, that man has lost his connection to the head. When we lose that connection with Christ, and, I'm, and again, I am not meaning where we, we were just walking in sin all the time and we're denying who Christ is, but even in our day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, when we lose that connection and we're not establishing that connection more and more and growing that connection more and more, these are the things we begin to fall into. We begin to worry more about uh, the religious rights than we do about that relationship with him. I want to encourage you. This is the, the word the Lord has spoken to me, and I believe he's speaking to you. What now is in him? Every day. Each and every day. It, it, it's not a new philosophy. It's not a, a new revelation, but it is the truth of the word. That if we walk with him, he will root us up. He will establish us. He will grow us. We can walk in thankfulness. We will begin to see that. And then what will happen is you will begin to have opportunities in your life to speak life to people, to speak Jesus to people. Because we live in a world where overflowing with thankfulness is not happening around me. We, I don't know about where you are in your world and who you're around, but overflowing with thankfulness is not one of the prevailing thoughts or the prevailing ideas or, or being discussed much or said in, about anything but it's what's wrong with this and who's to blame. But the thing is, the answer is Christ. The answer is Christ. And when we begin to look at that, we can wake up in the morning. I don't care what's going on in your life. You should be able to wake up in the morning and say, I am thankful because I'm going to heaven. I'm thankful because my sins are forgiven, that I am restored, I am redeemed. And if you can start there, then hopefully you begin to see the goodness of God all around you. When you walk out, when you go to work, when you go to the grocery store. And you will begin walking with an attitude of Christ and the fullness of him in your life that will exude and be seen around those people, people around you and open up the opportunities for you to share the gospel with them. 
so that they too may know, so that they won't be disconnected from the head. They won't be lost in their sin, but they will be redeemed by the one who saved them. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you and praise you for who you are. I thank you that you love us. I thank you, Lord, that you have died on the cross and rise again to new life that we may live eternally. Lord, I thank you that you have made a way in Hebrews that says we can come into your throne, that we can be with you. Lord, I pray that each and every day we would commit to walk with you, to simply let you order our steps from the time we wake up till the time we fall asleep, or that we will be aware that we need to be with you, that we will be rooted, that we will be built up, that we will be strengthened in our faith each and every day, that we will be overflowing with thankfulness, that we will see the goodness of things around us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.